you know, as much as I tell myself that entrepreneurship is a journey and it's it's a long game and you've got to be willing to put in the work for a long time, I, I still catch myself wondering why we're not further along. I keep telling myself we've been at this for two and a half years. We've been selling the same service for a year and a half. Why isn't it hit yet? Why isn't a million dollar plus business yet? Why, why, why? I was talking to my buddy Anton today at dinner who earlier this year became the official magician of Salem, Massachusetts. And he said, James, man, I resonate with you. He said, I spent 20 years developing my craft and, and honing my craft before I got what is you know what I believe to be a, a life-changing opportunity you know to be the official magician of of my hometown a town that gets you know millions of people visiting the city in the month of October because of you know the allure of Salem Massachusetts and the witch trials and the history of that city and so he said I I get it man he was telling me you know, just about um, a, a little of, of his journey and, and and the slogging it out that he's had to do to uh, eventually land on an opportunity that you know, he believes and, and I believe is going to change the trajectory of his entire career all by being, you know, crowned the, the official magician of Salem, Massachusetts. It's not going to be without an enormous amount of work, but it's work that he wants to be doing and it's serving a city that he loves. And, and so in thinking about that in, in just having to remind myself, you know, how, how audaciously ignorant do I have to be to think that two and a half years into something, I'm going to have this, you know, million dollar business that is, you know, allowing me to live a lifestyle that I never even, you know, dreamed of growing up, uh, you know, after, after two and a half years, you know, and, and really a year and a half of the model that we're sitting under now, uh, you know, the fact that we're doing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue every year and there are multiple people being supported whose livelihoods are supported because of the business. You know, after, after only, you know, 18 months of us being in the model that we're in currently, totally bootstrapped, no outside funding. And I, I just have to keep reminding myself of that, that as much as I think that we should be farther along than we are, the reality is if I... I'm audacious enough to think that I'm going to create a business that's going to provide the livelihood for not just my own family, but other families. To think that I can build that in 18 months, that I can be fat and happy in 18 months, is just ludicrous. I mean, hearing Anton explain that he's been working on his craft for 20 years just to get the opportunity to work harder than he ever has in his life. Uh, he was on tour with someone that was on America's Got Talent, a guy named 
that goes by the stage name Piff, uh, Piff the Magic Dragon. And, you know, Piff was telling uh, Anton while Anton was on tour with him. He said, uh, you know, Anton, I've, I've worked for years. I don't know, you know, how many years Piff was you know, doing the magic thing. I want to say it was, you know, well over 10, 15 years for years to be able to have the opportunity to work as hard as what I'm working right now. Piff was on America's Got Talent and segued the success on that show and, and is now doing you know, global tours all over the place, filling up comedy clubs. So he works a ton, but you know, before he would have given a left arm to be able to work as much as he is, but now his fame from America's Got Talent is allowing him to work harder than he's ever worked before. And so that, that was just really encouraging to Anton, you know, as, as Anton has, you know, worked his tail off to get to a point in his career where he would be asked to be the official magician of Salem, Massachusetts. And, uh, and now to embark on the work that it's going to take to really cement that as, you know, one of the legacies that he leaves uh, as being someone that that created magical memories for an entire community and did it under the guise of you know, being the official magician of the city. Uh, all that to say, you know, it just takes an enormous amount of work and, and it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, I struggle with, with wondering if you know, we, we're, we're selling the right service. You know, I just keep thinking if people really wanted this, it would you know, it would, would be much easier to sell. Uh, but the reality is we're selling something unique. <laughs> we're selling something that nobody else is selling. Nobody else is, to my knowledge, you know, attempted to bring a service like ours to the market, really advocating for this idea that you have to add value up front if you want to build quality relationships that actually map to revenue over the long term. Uh, and, and because it's a longer-term strategy... It's, it's a longer-term play. People want the quick fix. People want to invest in something that's going to turn around revenue immediately. And, you know, I'm sure there might be some services out there that can do that, but I'd venture to say they're few and far between. And I'm confident that our service is, is just a sound strategy. You know, asking people to be a guest on your podcast asking people if you can feature them in a column that you write for for a larger publication is it's just a smart strategy because when you add value to someone up front they want to engage with you and once they're engaged with you you have a relationship with them because you added value to them up front uh, but trying to trying to talk the market into adapting that mindset is uh <laughs> Is, is a long process. And, you know, in, in reading this book, Play Bigger, they talk about the idea that people that create categories, you know, it oftentimes takes, I think, six to ten years before the market embraces the problem that the category creator established. Because that's what a, a new category does. It establishes a new problem that people didn't know that they had. Before smartphones, we didn't know that we wanted to do everything you know, f from our from our phone, Steve Jobs told us that we could do everything from our phone, and 
and so we adapted it. Um, and you look at category kings and companies that, that brought new innovations to the market, they were established companies that had you know, enormous amounts of, of cash and, uh, and, and they could dedicate resources to creating these categories. And uh, we're a bootstrap startup that started two and a half years ago without an enormous amount of resources trying to essentially create a category of, an, of a new type of service that, that nobody else is offering. And, uh, and it's hard. And so uh, I just have to remind myself it takes time. It's, it's a long road, but the, the end game is worth it to have a business that I control to have a business that works for me instead of me working for it, to be able to, you know, raise my family without without having to ever, you know, um, miss a ball game or you know not be able to you know take care of something at home uh, to be able to live that type of lifestyle. I mean, everybody wants to live that kind of lifestyle, but very few people are willing to put in the work of, of building something that actually allows them to live that type of lifestyle. And so uh, if, I, if I want what very few people have, I'm going to have to do what very few people are willing to do. And I just have to keep preaching that to myself over and over and over again. Um, this is, there's, there's no silver bullet here. Uh, I have to continue, continue pursuing really smart strategy, which is what we're doing, featuring people in, on our podcast and, and our column, building relationships, and allowing those relationships to turn into revenue by proactively engaging sales conversations. And I just have to do that over and over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, I'm selling a service that the market will eventually uh, adapt to and embrace. Because, but it's it's scary to think about the reality that you know, the market could never embrace it, and so I'd like to think that we're nimble enough and self-aware enough to understand that um, you know if if this is really something that, that we don't think the market is ever going to adapt to, you know we pivot and just like we did a year and a half ago, and and we figure out something else, but. It's a smart strategy, and I uh, just really hope that uh, the market starts to understand that. And so, going to keep pressing on and pressing on and pressing on, and praying that if God wants me to start pursuing something else, that He makes it abundantly clear what it is He wants me to pursue. So, that's my prayer this evening as I walk around the neighborhood.